All right, welcome to the latest episode of the Old Man Ultras podcast. Uh, we have just been running through some various uh, table reads of advertisements because uh, that's how we're going to make our millions here. But uh, so far, we somehow are, are the, those contracts are not uh, rushing in the door yet. So um, as it is, we are brought to you by nobody but ourselves. And uh, once again, once as always, this is your host, uh, Schindler, and I'm joined by my good friend, Bubbles. Bubbles, how are you? I'm doing fantastic. It's been a great day. A little stuffed post Thanksgiving turkey and uh, Stone Delicious IPA. How are you doing? I'm doing just perfect. And it, yes, Stone Delicious is going to be the name I think from here on out. I just I've really fallen in love with it. I'm actually coming off of a very non-traditional Thanksgiving weekend for myself. It was a great time. Oh, it felt nice. more like college. I was uh, single this weekend, so it was me and the dog watching football, drinking beer. I basically did one thing that was productive, and I raked the leaves. Outside of that, played a lot of video games. <laughs> I bought Call of, or Call of Duty World War II. Haven't bought a video game in like seven years. I still suck, but I had a lot of fun. So, where Mac was our me? invite? I know. <laughs> I should have called you there guys was, up. There was me kicking it around my house on my own. This is Maccabee. Yeah. I had a lovely Thanksgiving, not as yeah. good as you. Damn. But yeah, I, we're all thankful for everything we had and thankful for the podcast tonight. Yeah. And uh, here we are. And we, right. there's much to discuss. Heck yeah. Yeah, I actually had a really shitty... Oh, there we go. <laughs> Not quite as early as last podcast in terms of getting that explicit rating in, but uh, still pretty early. Um, yeah, I got I got kind of sick over the weekend, so um, I, I did, uh, you know, drink some hot toddies, but other than that, that was about as much fun as I, as much fun as I had over the weekend. Um, yeah, I think we wanted to start off, so again, I think we have to give the date, because today is November 27th. And uh, very, there was a lot of activity today regarding the stadium. So I think Bubbles are going to kick us off with, uh, with the latest there because there's definitely movement. So I would like to say that I did watch most of it, all four hours of it. Um, I did do some work. I took a, took a conference call too, but I had it playing in the background. Can't get that back. <laughs> um, so, but I will, I will say I'd like to shout out to Todd Carnes who not only leads marches, but also is the head of the Bourbon Society of Greater Cincinnati. Oh, all right. Um, um, he was part of the, the three, well, part of the many people that spoke up there. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I, I think just going through my notes here, um, I'll start off with Mayor Cranley. There was a lot of other input um, before that. <clears throat> you know, Mayor Cranley said, the MLS put this timeline on us, and the big picture is do we want to grow? And his quote was, this is a historic no-brainer. And then they really went into the whole time. It was still interesting because they really broke down where the money's coming from, how much money they're getting. And the other quote that he said was, we can walk and chew gum at the same time because we're a big city that's growing. (laughs) (laughs) I can't do that. (laughs) Yeah, I know. That's hard for me. I end up falling down and chipping a tooth or something like that. But Jeff, so Jeff Birding then stepped up and said, just to remind everybody, $150 million goes toward MLS, $200 million goes to the stadium, and they're asking help with a 1000 um, space parking garage and they're asking 20 million dollars for that that or uh, and they're getting 27 million from the city 10 million from that hotel visitor tax and 17 from other sources and they and this seemed to escape some people on council and some other people Jeff Kell um, <clears throat> sorry I had a cough <laughs> I had something stuck in my throat <laughs> like a dick. Um, wow. <laughs> sorry. Uh, <laughs> we might have to edit that out. <laughs> the FCC will maintain the stadium and is responsible for all debt. So, um, yeah, that's basically, and then there was a lot of other comments and a lot of questions that were raised by different members of council members. And it was odd that this is the budget committee. It, it did eventually pass. Uh, but and so we expect it to pass on Wednesday. But any other thoughts from anybody? Uh, I mean, not directly, I think, about today's decision, but I'm glad that it's going to be over soon. I, I kind of feel like, you know, it's been a painful process, and we're kind of stuck between, in my opinion at least, with Oakley and Newport, you know, kind of being the last two, you know, uh, uh, locations that have been talked about until a little bit, you know, today. I felt like we were kind of fighting behind, you know, between two bad choices. Yeah. So I am. I'm ready for this to be done. Um, 
I'm not. I'm still not 100 percent sure how I feel about the MLS. I know Schindler and I did a lot of talking on Wednesday about this, and yeah, I mean, it's. I'm really not all that excited yeah. <laughs> about the whole yeah. prospect of a of a stadium in Oakley for sure. But I'm going to support the team. I'm going to support it. You know, I'm going to continue to be a season ticket holder, hopefully. And <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's. I don't know. I, I'm feeling a little bit underwhelmed by the whole process right now. But yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, it was interesting. I, I, uh, the one thing that came out today, and, and there was some reporting on this, the guy from the business career just posted it. And, and as of as of recording time, no one has done that good thing where they copy the text of the business <laughs> career article and post it on Reddit so you don't, <laughs> so you don't have to pay for it. Boy, yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, uh, not that I would ever encourage anyone to do that, particularly if they're going to pay advertising rates for our podcast <laughs> at some point. But uh, the, uh, the, the basically the vote today was really a, a way to get the city – on the record as committed to supporting the plan so that they have something concrete to take to MLS, but that it was clear even from some of the public comments by council members and by apparently lots of behind-the-scenes stuff, like both the uh, Enquirer reporter and then the uh, Business Career reporter said they've been hearing a ton of chatter about how the stadium is actually going to go in the West End. So I will say this, if that's the outcome, I am I am definitely there for that, right? I think that that yeah. is by far the best location. I am, like we said last time, I've kind of come around on Newport. I think, you know, mm-hmm. that that has a, there's a lot of great things about that, but West End has, it already has infrastructure there. It's, you know, it is an area that could use economic investment and it could use it as a spur. Now it would have to be done well and have to be done in concert with community leaders and stuff that I'm not 100% certain that I think, Linder birding group, which feels probably more comfortable on the east side and has, yeah. you know, I would, would do a great job doing. I think they'd actually have to make some good hires to have good, you know, relationships with the community. But all that being said, I think it would be by it'd be what MLS wants, right? They want stadiums in the urban core, and that is the one location that is absolutely that, right? I mean, Newport kind of is, but it's not really because it's across the river. The West End is totally that. And, you know, you could we could march from Ryan House. We could you know there'd be yeah, it, it would yeah. be it would be a very cool place to put a stadium. And so I thought that was interesting. I thought I mean it's clear like like when we talked about last time that the property is a lot more complicated and I think it would take more time to negotiate and they got to get something turned in. Basically they got to have their homework turned in yeah. by December fifteenth. And so I think this gets us there. Mm-hmm. You know yeah all the ambivalence around and I, there were a couple uh, Reddit threads around this over the past couple of days like. Do you even want to go to MLS and why do we have to go now and all that stuff? I think that's all still there. Um, but if we're going to go, let's just go. Hopefully we get in or we don't, we move on. But, you know, I, I, I'm with you. I'm kind of glad that there was at least some momentum today. And it's clear that, like, they will submit an application with a stadium to be built in Cincinnati. I'm more or less thumbs up on that. I, one of the things I was um, in agreement with, with, with delicious here <laughs> is that like th- this is like a little bit like um, a job I've been recently going for where it's been this exhausting backwards and forwards between <laughs> that's just tied me out and I'm, I'm kind of like I, I do want the best for the city and I want the best for the club and, and um, a couple of things came out today in the meeting that kind of made me think about where where all these kind of like the the politics of this of this lies like we had one guy today who you choked on his name um remind me of that guy's never good jeff Kappel. he's he's the guy from uh, no more stadium taxes who um who who put a big debbie downer on everything quite frankly he's he's sat in front of the committee and just he his 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 whole reasoning about is he doesn't want to see any public money whatsoever spent on any more stadiums, given the Paul Brown Stadium debacle, and, and quite rightly so, but he he brought up some couple of good salient points. He was like, the, there is talk of like a road widening scheme in Oakley f- for the stadium, and his argument, where whereas our the argument from FCC is that we need to improve the road structure around the stadium and widening the the roads to to get fans in and out and this is something that the city should take care of his argument was there wouldn't be this need for the road widening if there wasn't a stadium there and i can see that point um if there wasn't a stadium there we wouldn't have to have a four lane or a five lane around kennedy and madison and all all that but at the same time it's kind of like he was arguing that there is no economic benefit to bringing a stadium into that area. And that, and that was where I, I kept on scratching my head because we've seen in this city how 
things like luminosity in OTR mm-hmm. brings in foot traffic to an area that never sees people in the suburbs go to. They go to the OTR for the first time and they use the facilities around there. We recently had this Blink Festival, this wonderful four-day festival where about a million people went downtown and moved around and all the local businesses were like, forget making this a biennial thing, let's have it yearly Mm -hmm. because we really, really felt the benefit. And one of the things I thought about is whenever we go to the Mecklenburg and have a few pints before we go to the Nippet on our march to the stadium we see Taste of Belgium just packed to the gills with people with their match day clobber on we see all these just areas and 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 just businesses feeling the effects of having a club there it's like when I go to the Reds when I see the baseball I never go down to the Moorline bar down by the stadium normally but when I go the the baseball I pop in there and have a few pints and it's just and you see people in there in their match day clobber and you everywhere you go even if you're in Fountain Square the parking garages benefit everywhere seems to benefit from having these and the, and this guy from the no, from the no more stadium taxes was saying it's a misnomer that it benefits the area it just benefits the billionaires and the 99.9% of us don't feel any benefit but I really disagree with that, and he, he, like I say, I think he really put like a. He was arguing his case, but I really think he was he was just using the stats to bolster his claim. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I I've read a fair amount of that stuff. That there is no doubt that if you look at like having the stadium, having a, a stadium in Cincinnati or in the Cincinnati region, isn't like a big net economic benefit. So. People have a certain amount of money they're willing to spend on entertainment. If FCC doesn't exist, they don't spend it on FCC. They spend it on something else, right? That's, that part's all true. I think it's not true that if you put a stadium in a specific location, you are going to generate more economic activity around that location, right? So you've got the 20 match days a year where you will absolutely get you know, a large amount of people in there spending money doing stuff that they wouldn't really do, be doing. And so from that standpoint, it's like there is an argument that it's worth something to the city of Cincinnati to have the stadium in the city of Cincinnati as opposed to in Newport. And I think, and that's so that his line of argument was a little bit specious there because it's not, a, yeah, I mean, it's true that there's not a big long, long like if, if the Bengals had left town in 1995 instead of getting their sweet deal at Paul Brown Stadium, Ultimately, the city of Cincinnati would probably be the same size economically that it is now. And football is like the worst case scenario for all those economic arguments, right? Because it's 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 really 10 days a year that it gets used and actually really only eight because two of those are preseason and they usually don't get a full crowd. But, you know, there's still there is absolutely like this is a way for the city. This is why the West End makes a lot more sense, because it's a way for the city to direct investment to try to improve an area, which is a totally what cities do all the time the traffic thing is also a little bit specious because those are there are two big development sites in oakley and there is tax somebody is going to build some big things in those two sites right there's other apparently there's a some hospital or other healthcare company that's already got a a, you know an option on one of the sites so there's going to be one way or another they're going to have a lot more traffic there and they're going to need bigger roads so again like i don't i am sort of fundamentally and don't agree I, I do sort of agree that the public shouldn't do stuff to benefit billionaires right i think that shouldn't be a controversial opinion but in our culture it kind of is right, right? right, right. so right. so i am sympathetic to the you know argument that says let's not do stuff that helps billionaires out at the same time i think i do believe that in this case the, the public is getting a decent deal and is investing in stuff that makes sense to invest in i would feel better about it if it was in a different neighborhood i don't think oakley is a good place to put it from a fan experience and from an economic development experience standpoint, but you know, I think it's certainly not anywhere near that that Jeff Cap- Capel, whatever his name is, guy. And and the other the, the other we can just call him Dick. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Richard. Um, so I so it'll be interesting to see. But again, like part of me is just glad that okay, well, it looks like we're going to go forward and they're going to put the application in. And it'll be interesting because it really does sound like it's you know two slots with three cities in it, right? Yeah, so Nashville. Yeah. Uh, Nashville, Cincinnati, and, and Sacramento, and I just really have a hard time understanding how they could give it to Nashville. But yeah, yeah. and um, the other thing that was 
that was interesting. I agree with the Nashville thing, and there was also something in Nashville like there was twenty, there were two twenty, there was a twenty-five million dollar um, like the city is giving them twenty-five million dollars, but there's another twenty-five that actually they could the city could go into debt with. Oh really? Oh, really? And yes, yeah, and so that was a little bit like that just sort of popped up, and it's like with this this deal, um, you know, there's potential for no debt going forward. And the other two things or a couple things was <clears throat> um, Sittenfield said, can you just go over the timeline? Why are we hearing about this now? And I thought Jeff Birding, um, you know, he said, I sub- we submitted this in January that we want to go to the MLS. In June, we revealed that there was three locations. A stadium can't exist in a vacuum. And we their focus, and it was apparent to me, that their focus is to stay in the city of Cincinnati. <clears throat> so they wanted to get the county on board like they invested in the banks. So... They were working with the county, and until that that county said yes, we can do this, they didn't want to address the city. And so, and uh, he mentioned there's already a TIF in place that's in Newport for parking. Mm-hmm. So that's already there's already something going on there. So they spent two months with the county looking into PBS. And so what Birding was hoping that the county would have a parallel analysis if PBS didn't work, but they didn't do that. Mm. And so that's where all of a sudden you're sort of up against debt, like voting, like the November and stuff like that. They were hoping to have a process in parallel and that didn't happen. You know, I'm not gonna spend too much time on Jeff, Jeffy, but he just kept on, you know, total sham of a process a process of their own making. No one knows who's going to own it. Um, Birding just said who's going to own it, Dick Wad. Also, one of the things that kind of, after Jeff uh, Birding kind of gave his, uh, his proposal out, and he was widely praised by the whole board for kind of like the way he put forward his argument. I think the chairperson... And then PG uh, afterwards kind of said to him that they all seemed to say, we were talking about this earlier, that they were all saying, oh, well, hey, have you ever considered a career in politics for the way you put this on? And he had to tell them a few times that he stepped down from that. But one thing that seemed to put a a real kind of like the brakes on, and and I have to admit... (laughs) I texted you a lot earlier and told you I'd only watched bits and bobs of this. Yeah. <laughs> and you're laughing because on my autocorrect it came out as I could only watch boys and boobs of this. Uh, my bad for not checking before hints. That's a fantastic autocorrect. Yeah, yeah, it, it really is. is. Like, and boys it, and boobs. You know what? It's, it's, sometimes it's not far from the truth. <laughs> I'm just watching boobs and boys all day. But... Um, there was one part in the in the process, and this could be indicative of, of like council meetings. I know that in the past I've gone to council meetings in the UK where we've been trying to get something going, and they are kind of crazy affairs where there is a lot of stopping and starting, and let's just reaffirm what we're talking about here. But at one point, um, uh, Jerry, uh, Jer- Jerry Seabach, mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. he kind of like questioned after Jeff Bearding had spoken he just wanted to clarify what he was even <laughs> voting, voting on for, yeah. Yeah. yeah he just said I'm just yes. unclear what I'm voting on here and I was I was kind of like well you must have been briefed or you must have known what you were coming into today and at one point the chairperson said to um, Jeff Bearding you know if you could go over it again we can be here as long as you want we're being paid to be here mm-hmm. and that made me think if you're being paid to be there why don't you know what, you're voting what it for. is and then he kind of had this other kind of incident where the chairperson said so let's just go through the one two three points of the agenda and he was like well mine aren't numbered on my sheet so the chairperson and had to go through well number one is this number two is this basically just take them in order on your sheet they haven't got numbers why don't you pencil them in Jerry you know but he he kind of did at one point say reiterate again I don't know what I'm here voting on and that seemed to me oh I don't know I, I feared the worst when he said that because then there was other there was a couple of um, other council people who came in and said I just want to clarify this 
and then there was a moment where they said well let's just go over it again yeah. and we'll do this and then Mr. kind of like you know no more stadium taxes came up and well I mean would it be careless to say that he tried to bribe him with a steak dinner what was that about it was a congratulatory steak dinner but it sort of backfired because Steelbox a vegetarian <laughs> and made that known and it sort of stalled his argument but then he he quickly went into debacles and secrecy and and shams and whatever else it is yeah I, the whole secrecy thing i think is a little bullshit because like Honestly, like if you if you wandered over to the FCC Reddit page for the past yeah. five weeks, you would have known everything that they talked about today. Like there was not anything that came out that was a surprise or was different. I mean, I think some of the stuff around it was clear. Like the press conferences, the whole negotiations with the county and with yeah. you know them yeah. insisting that they try to make uh, uh, Paul Brown Stadium work. I'm sure that did add some like that was a bunch of wasted cycles for everybody involved. I also think yeah. that a big piece of this was the no one really wanted to have this conversation before an election. Yeah. I don't think anybody involved wanted it, whether you're for or against it. I think they all just were kind of like, let's not have this turn into an electoral thing. And there were 20 people running for council. Right. And I think they did, you know, so, and I, I'm sure that burning also didn't want to get involved with that. They didn't totally. want this to become an electoral issue yeah. either. So, and you couple that with the December 15th timeframe, it's just like, there isn't a lot of time for a lot yeah. of stuff to get worked yeah. out ahead of time. And I, I'm totally, you know, I'm not even trying to be a dick about the council folks, not really having this high on their radar because they are probably not members of the FCC Reddit or the right. Bailey right. Facebook group. Right. right? Yeah. Which is totally fair. But, but I think, and it also, I think it's there. I think it was, good due diligence on their part to make sure and i think you know cranley uh made this point which is that the funds that would be allocated for this are meant to be used for capital investments and infrastructure so it's not like you're saying we're, we're not going to hire additional social workers to help with the heroin epidemic because we're building the stadium right those are not that's not the way the money works i'm, I'm, glad, you, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that because like i was one of the things that i i spoke about with with, with mrs macca was that um, there would be opposition about this money being spent on this and not going into schools or and, and, it, and the opioid crisis was mentioned a few times um, by Jeff Bearding. He said, you know, oh, you've got these other things to think about. But I did say, I, I said, to, said to my wife, like I said, I hope that this is kind of money that was never there for that. Right. It was never there for the schools. It was never there for the playgrounds or for... For things, this was there for capital investment, and yeah. So one of the things that I think it was Flynn on council met, had clarified that, or maybe it was someone else. Maybe it was the vice chair that I'm not. I'm not sure what his name is. He specifically asked Birding if the you will still have a school tax, and that is that it was pulled out from the TIF, and the answer is yes, that there will still be um, school tax generated. And so that made me a little bit more relaxed. And, and all those other TIF dollars can't be used for human services. So you can't do, you know, can't do District 5 stuff. You can't do Western, or you can't do, like, some of that stuff you can't do, um, the TIF dollars you can't use for, like, the Western Hills Viaduct because it's specific to that place. Right. And the other thing that, that was interesting is, Jeff Birding said, you know, they're buying two things. One, that this, again, is just a plan to take to the MLS. Like, they could pivot yeah. and move it to yeah. the West End, right? Like, that's the whole point of the, like, and that's what I was shouting by the end. I'm like, just vote on it yeah. so yeah. we can go to New York. and Give us our blank check, people. <laughs> that's, right. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's right. What's wrong with you? That's, yeah. Come Make on. Make the size of a diamond. <laughs> that's right. Like no, yes. Huge check. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Put uh, "fuck you, Don Garber" in the memo. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right. Um, that was but such the, a. The, the yeah. thing is, 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 is some of that will get lost on a lot of people. People who, um, people who just like read like the Enquirer, skim yeah. read it, and that they will say, "Oh, why are we spending this money? That could be spent on this, and yeah. it could be spent on that. Why are we spending on this?" And it's important. I mean. I don't know whose job it is uh, within the organization. Uh, are we called FC Nation? Is that the holding group? Uh, FC Nation? I kept on hearing this. 
Oh, FC wow. Nation thing being mentioned, and I thought, is that what FC Cincy is called? No, uh, yeah, I so. yeah I, I heard this FC Nation thing, and I was like, I don't know. It was probably though from the same people that keep calling us FC. Yeah. Which, yeah. Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I did want to hear someone on the council say, "Oh well, football club de yeah. Cincinnati." Yeah. I wanted them to kind of do that. Toronto yeah. commentator yeah. thing. Yeah. Like, um, yeah. We need, uh, what the hell was his name? Was it Carlos? Was yeah. it Carlos? Yeah. yeah, I think it was Carlos. I wanted them to say, yes, well, the proposal by Football Club de Cincinnati. <laughs> uh, that would have been great. But um, I, I, I wonder, like, if the club did a good enough job of kind of like telling the public that, yeah. hey, guys, this really isn't, this really isn't money that's being pulled away from your kids. Or your or the or the elderly or right. or parks and recreation. This is money that kind of like might not have that extension made to a hotel, yeah. or and and there is hotel taxes that we never went and spent. And it's the isn't it also the sale of like the Blue Ash Airport? Yeah, and yeah, that yeah, money's yeah. just been sitting yeah. in a Al Gore's locked yeah. box, <laughs> and I'll get that in again. A locked box. Yeah, yeah basically, it's like, look, just choose these oligarchs for this help you know there are other oligarchs that also want money but don't worry about them like use these which but you know yeah but ultimately that's really true I mean it really is it's like this is money that's earmarked to do infrastructure stuff so you know you're and it is you're right it's not fungible completely they can't use it for the viaduct they can't use it for other things I mean there are I'm sure they could find other things they could do but but this is a it's it's a it's like the the political trade-off is relatively small in terms of you know you really aren't taking money out of the hands of you know, neediest yeah. members of Cincinnati. So, you know, it's, again, I, as someone who's sort of a little bit uncomfortable with the whole thing politically, I am definitely rationalized my way into this. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> they're, they're, you know, they've bought um, that site in Oakley is 30, 30 28 to 30 yeah. acres, and the stadium's 12 to 14. So there's 12, 10 plus acres that Jeff Birding has said that they will develop with, with, Residences with other stuff there that will build up that part of the neighborhood too. So I definitely need you guys to point it out on a map where where it is to me because I went on Black Friday. Um, I hate the fact that I call it Black Friday, but on Friday after Thanksgiving, I went to Madison Bowl to fl- play a few games, and I noticed that the, the 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 barbecue place with the huge pig outside of it is gone. What? And I was, oh, I was like, "Don't yeah. tell me that's gone for the stadium. We're not, we're not building <laughs> yeah. a hero." So geographically, I don't know where the stadium is. So, you so if to- you go see Thor Ragnarok right. at the Cinemark Studio, Cinemark Movie Theaters on Disney Avenue, Disney Avenue has yeah. been mentioned. Yeah. So you walk out of, uh, you know, after seeing Thor or oh, Justice yeah. League. <laughs> Depending on your DC Marvel. Yeah. Have you been to the cinema lately? I have been. Um, and uh, you look uh, out to your right, and there you see the site. Okay, okay. That, that's a road trip. Who's and honestly, yeah. yeah. That, that's exactly <laughs> that's why. That's a 10 minute road trip. I fucking hate the ugly location. Yeah. I mean, that's exactly it. It's like. You let's we could all, we could all, let's see, go, we could, we could tailgate in Kroger. Right. Okay. And march through Target, yeah, right, and catch a matinee, then go to the yeah. bowls. <laughs> go to bowling. Let's go yeah. bowling. <laughs> bowling and would actually know, be the best part of that whole thing. Absolutely yeah. would. Uh, don't forget Denny's. I think. We right. Oh yeah, Denny's, Denny's. 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 Yeah. And there you go. And the local community would see an upsurge in our dollars. Yeah. There yeah. you go. Um, the other yeah. funny little bit of, of stuff around this, which was I, I don't really understand it at all, and I don't didn't invest much time. Just other, I was amused by it that the Oakley City Council has now voted unanimously to go forward, <laughs> to not go forward, and now to go forward. Yeah, yeah. And so, and based on, I can't really tell what, but it just, it, I just have this image of these, like, I don't know, I you know, probably not fair, but kind of idiots that are on the Oakley, <laughs> Oakley uh, Community Council just being like... <laughs> Shiny object there, shiny object yeah. there. You know, so I don't know. I really, I, I don't really know what the story is, but no, I just I, thought that was amazing. I heard the same thing. It was like they had a unanimous vote on Sunday night where everyone yeah. said denied. Like it was like seven to nothing. And then like a tweet came out. It was like oh hours ago they decided to pass a proposal yeah. and, a, and another unanimous vote. I'm like what? Yeah, I mean it was like and the, and the, the <laughs> issue according to Mayor Cranley was the Madison Road tiff. So the the tiff for 
developing Madison Road. They took that out of the original proposal, and that's apparently all that is needed to sway Oakley Council because now they're all for it. Two thumbs up. They're they're very tiff tiff sensitive. Apparently, which, you know, fair enough. All right, so. <laughs> We didn't even know what a tiff was. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just to think, yeah, four weeks ago we were all, you know, dicking around with what a tiff is, and now we're all tiff experts. So. <laughs> I was like, it's, it's a high resolution JPEG. <laughs> What's that going to do with anything? <laughs> all right. It's nice that it's made us all more po- local, politically aware. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, so anybody got anything else to talk about with the stadium? Have we kind of no. beat that horse to death? I think it's dead. I mean, we'll, we'll obviously know more in a couple of weeks. I don't know how long the – so the applications are due December 15th. I don't know when they're going to announce their decision. No, I, um, I, I thought it – say there's another vote on Wednesday, and then it probably will go through. Uh, yes, there'll be another vote on Wednesday, but that seems like – I feel like at this point it's kind of done. That was sort of the analysis of all the reporters was, right. like, this kind of puts Newport to bed, that it's yeah. going to happen in Cincinnati – so we do we, we do march into that meeting in with the MLS in New York with with, a plan. with the plan which was what we which is what the club wanted they yeah. wanted a confirmed yep. backing from the city so the MLS could go okay they're behind you yep. we like your plan yada yada doom yep yeah yep. and and they don't have to like <laughs> kind of work in some kind of logo that actually if you if you if you they'd have to do one of those 3d logos where if you stand at a certain angle it says fc newport and if you stand yeah. newport, <laughs> it says fc cincinnati so that they, they, don't have, they don't have to worry about that and there was also there was also a better rendering of the stadium on the site yeah, yeah. it looks beautiful yeah. let us build it it looks beautiful <laughs> so the funny part was after the last podcast i went and found that picture i was like hit, yeah. Maccabee was right. That woman is wearing a ball gown as she's walking up the stadium the steps. And there's and yeah, Ronnie definitely got a little few steps ahead of the rest of the march. We couldn't have explained that better. Exactly. And that twelve foot guy. I know it's all about perspective, but that twelve foot dude in the in the foreground who's just looking over his shoulder, like, what the fuck's going on here, man? Why am I a giant in this land? But yeah, the woman with the ball gown going up the steps. She's she just she's just come from the Cinemark. Oh, she's been <laughs> she, she's been watching Thor Ragnarok yes. in her ball gown as you would do. Yeah, I'm taking advantage of everything that's going on in this neighborhood. Yeah. Now we've got a stadium, a cinema, and a bowling place. Let's go to Denny's. Let's yeah. go to Denny's. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, more to come on the bid and the stadium and all that yes. stuff. Uh, but actually, I think way more importantly, at least way more likely to impact our collective happiness in the next 12 yes. months. We actually have a shitload of players now Yay! on the roster. We have keepers. <laughs> we have 70 defense. Yeah. yeah. And now, before we get real started on that, I do want to just give one, uh, you know, going to raise the glass here <laughs> for Delbo. For Delbo. Yeah. 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 So... Are we uh, pouring this on the floor? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I told my friend Tony we'd be pouring it. I'm in your house. Of course. I don't, don't want to do it. Of course we are. It's a dark liquor. Yeah, that's right. Pretend we're pouring one out for Yeah. So, uh, yeah, the official announcement today that he signed with Melbourne City, which I will say, here's the thing. It would be so awesome if he actually does make the World Cup squad yeah. for Australia. So here's here's hoping for you, man. That was the back of my note. Should we just say that... 70 starts for the team, 30 last season. Last season, three goals and three assists. And there was my attempt at a thumbs up. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> that looks looks like, like a. It's it like actually a, looks a little bit like one of those rabbits that they're trying to eradicate. It looks like yeah. a it look it looks like a blue meanie from Yellow <laughs> does, Submarine. Yeah. But yeah, he was like a Flintstone foot with one broken toe. <laughs> All right, thank you. Yeah. I never said I was an artist. <laughs> um, but yeah, Delbridge, I we 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 were we knew that this news would come through. We were thinking he might go to the MLS. I'm actually made up for him that he's gone back home. Yeah, absolutely. And with yeah. Australia, I mean, I was. You know what? For anyone with insomnia who knows, if you can't find any sleep at 4 a.m. on any weeknight, just go to Fox Sports and there'll be an A-League game playing somewhere. <laughs> and I happened to wake up one night and go downstairs and watch them beat Honduras. Uh, what was it? 4-0, 3 3-1 in the end, I think it was. Yeah. Hat-trick by the captain. But, yeah, he's gone back there. He sees himself as getting in the team. I said to my friend uh, Tony on the text... You know what? On the bright side, I think I said this to you as well. On the bright side, we might see him play in Russia. 
and we can say, hey, come on, he learned his football in Cincinnati. That's right. That's yeah. How nice to see. So are we, and he goes with our blessing. Yeah. That's the thing. There's none of this. Oh, yeah, you know, yeah. fuck off. Totally. And yeah. Oh, it, was yeah, a re- yeah. it was a really classy statement by the club today. Yeah, was, yeah, you know, yeah. Like, that was that was cool. And we wish him all the best, man. And he, he has been a great player for us. And uh, we will see him again at either the new stadium that because. Uh, some of these players that have left, I think the club said, we'll get them back on a fan appreciation day for right, them. So yeah. we can work that out. Be lovely to see him. Everyone knows him as Harrison Delbridge. We know his mum calls him Andrew. A <laughs> 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 little bit of inside information. Yeah, yeah. Right I can say that now he's gone. His dad yeah. is cool as fuck. Dude. Oh, yes, yes, yes. yes. And, yeah. and short. Yeah, and sure, yeah. I mean, his mum must be like seven foot tall. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. I mean, exactly. it evens out. It yeah, evens yeah, out. Yeah. So we're gonna do new players. All right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So we had, last last podcast we had we had signed uh, Canaan Canaan Dekel. Canaan Dekel. Yeah. No, Dekel Canaan. Oh yeah, whatever. All right. <laughs> Unless you're calling him out in prison. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <First> name, <laughs> last name. All right. So we would signed the 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 hard uh, hard ass Israeli dude. He must um, have served in the military. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Everybody then, uh, yeah. We'd signed Haybearer, the yep. uh, Canadian dude. Yep. Five and foot ten. Yep. And oh, so yeah. and then actually our next one is pretty appropriate, which is Patty Barrett, who if you've looked at the pictures of him, looks like he's Hard you, as fuck. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You've got these out of order. I put, right, them, you go next. I put them in order of goalkeeper, defense, midfielder, oh, and forward. Yeah. So, well. Like you say, the team isn't the team isn't based on individuals. They say it takes a village. Oh, I see what he did. That. Oh, did he think? <laughs> so we signed one. Mark Village, <laughs> Mark Village, a goalkeeper, and uh, according to the FC Cincy site, his name is Village. It's not Village or Village. <laughs> I thought that was really funny. <laughs> he's six foot one. He's twenty six, and uh, I'm just going to put this out there and see if you, see if you spot a theme. Signing from the Vancouver Whitecaps. He did three seasons with them, with the B team. And uh, for each player, I've got like a little quote from Alan, Alan okay. Koch. Oh, yeah. Alan says, um, he'll fight for playing time and he's improved every year. Now, I'm, I'm thinking that like, this is like a cover goalkeeper. He could be, uh, he's not a replacement for Mitch, but like he's a good cover keeper. Played three seasons for the Whitecaps. Boom. Seems like a backup. Honestly. Seems like yeah. a backup. Yeah. Seems like a backup. Dallas J. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then we have Spencer Ritchie, 25, six foot two, goalkeeper. Previous club? Have a guess. Uh, <laughs> Vancouver. Hey! hey! Um, excellent keeper, worked hard for his MLS place. Uh, according to Alan Koch potential starting keeper which makes me think that this is Mitch's replacement we haven't heard anything about Mitch have we except for the beer he made at Listerman yeah that's right he did He he made a beer at Listerman doesn't his wife like coach volleyball? She is Xavier? like the head coach of women's volleyball at Xavier, yeah. I think Xavier University. So he's got some ties. He's got some ties. Yeah. This but is the thing you see. Normally with soccer players, I always think you know they they can't like get used to where they're living because they're shooting off here or there and yeah. everywhere. Like Delbridge has just done a couple of years here, and then he's got a he might have a cool rad pad. Yeah. <laughs> and he's got to give up and go to Australia uh, where it's. 50 degrees every day that's Celsius yeah. and he's barbecuing poor thing that's hot yeah <laughs> but, uh, but yeah Mitch has got a few ties here so uh, could that be a, a pulling in factor but yeah. it looks like Alan's Alan said that yeah potential starting keeper and this guy has had uh, MLS experience mm-hmm. Could be a good. If, if we are going to replace Mitch. Yeah. This could be a guy. Yeah. There's definitely been rumors that they. Obviously, Mitch was a hero with the penalty shootout and had a couple other fantastic moments for us. He also have, did have some crappy moments, and I think they recognize they didn't have a competitor to him. So I do wonder if part of it's like, you know, if if Mitch wants to come back, now we've got a real competitor for him. And if he doesn't want to come back, then when they've got somebody they think they can start. So that's a, that's all right. I mean, I. I'd still like to see Mitch come back, but I'm not going to be too choked up. The one yeah. I didn't want to lose was Delbridge, but yeah. Yeah. you know, I also, as we said, understand why that happened. So. Yeah, yeah that, that's a good point. Yeah. If Mitch does stay, then hey, it, there's no there's no problem having two keepers who are great. And 
as long as they don't fall out and as long as they don't injure each other in training. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we've got a uh, Forrest Lasso, uh, who's a defender. He's twenty-four. He's six foot six. Yeah. yeah. Bit of height in defence. I like that. Yeah, Charleston yeah. Battery. A tree among the forests. A tree among the forests. Nice. Nice. In case the mic didn't pick that up. Bubbles. Oh man. Wow. Um, Alan. uh, Alan said uh, because every player that signed, Alan's going to justify it before he goes to Hawaii. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. um, He says he's a proven entity in the USL. He's got good technical skills. Supreme danger at set pieces. So yeah, maybe and all these players that are coming in are having their preseason. Just think, all these players that we brought in now are going to be playing together and working together mm-hmm. all the way through till the season kicks off. So yeah, you get Forest up for a few corners, a few free kicks. Six foot six, yeah, hard as. Yeah. And now we come to Paddy Barrett that yeah. you mentioned. Jump the gun there. Yeah, he's twenty four. <laughs> he's six foot. Zero. Yeah. <laughs> and he's from, um, he's a centre back from Dundalk FC in Ireland. I saw, I looked at his Twitter. He's, I love him straight away. He's a Liverpool fan. Oh, okay. Uh, he's, he looks like a real nice guy. He did this piece to camera where he was saying, oh, I'm really looking forward yeah. to coming over to Ohio, guys. <laughs> Probably like can't believe his luck. He's like, oh great, I'm gonna go to America. Yeah. Never been before. And then he <laughs> flies into CVG and says, Wait, oh, this is Vegas. <laughs> but no, he's going to love it here because, like, um, Ireland is very friendly, just like the Midwest and just like Cincinnati. And the great thing about him is, is um, Dundalk a couple of years ago, they actually qualified for the Champions League as yeah. well. You know, the qualifiers uh-huh. and they, they failed, but then they were in the Europa League. So he's got that good experience. And um, Alan Koch says uh, he's a tough and un- uncompromising, complete, uh, tough and uncompromising. He will compete for a starting place immediately. Yeah, nice. So it sounds like he's getting him him on board. Sorry for messing up there. My handwriting is fucking awful. (laughs) Jesus Christ. I do think you kind of have, it looks like, just reading the tea leaves, I would think you've got basically competition between Lasso, uh, the Israeli dude, and uh, and Barrett, you know, uh, with DeWitt, right? So, I mean, like, that... Those four competing, assuming we're going to play three at the back, competing for the three yeah. spots. Mm-hmm. That actually looks like a pretty good group to, to uh, mix in. still back there too, right? Yeah, and then yeah. you've got. So the well, thing is, can, like, yeah. so they've got then they've got the three. They've got Josu, Boehner, and Hoyt. Yeah. I assuming those are the three competing for the two wing backs. Yeah, right. It still feels like maybe we need one more guy. Well, they got Garrett Halfhill, who I don't really know what he is. Yeah. He went to Xavier. I saw yeah. that. Yeah. Like that's, <laughs> that's one more thing I know about him besides yeah. that he sounds like he should be a hobbit. Yeah. yeah. I, I do like his name. Like, yeah. Halfhill. Uh, next up, we've got a Tyler Gibson, midfielder. He's 26, 5'9". And his last team was the San Francisco Deltas. Um, Alan Koch says he's got a winning mentality, proving that by helping San Francisco win the Nassau title. He's dynamic in the middle, technically and tactically excellent. I didn't see much of Nassau last year, so I don't know much about him, but... Apparently, man, the dudes, the dudes are on it, yeah. and he's a winner. Yeah, he was the captain of the team that yeah. won the title. So, so nice. hopefully, nice. if he brings a bit of that to the yeah, yeah. Club, it, and you know what, he's gonna he's gonna be uh, coming up a division. So, uh, oh, so uh, I hope he can handle it in the yeah. USL. Yeah. <clears throat> the next one is a very interesting player. This is Alan Koch's uh, proving that he's uh, committed to youth development at, uh, at FC Cincinnati. We bought a guy from England called Will Seymour. He's six foot one. He's uh, twenty five. Guess what team he used to play for? Can I guess this time? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. I'm guessing he's from the Nashville. Wait, no, they don't have a fucking team yet, and we're still competing for a BMLS bid with them. So yeah. So so where are you gonna go? I'm gonna go Vancouver for my second guess. Oh, lucky guess, (laughs) lucky guess. This is Will Seymour. Yes, from the Vancouver Whitecaps. Uh, Alan Koch says uh, he's looking forward to working with him again. Um, he's determined and talented. He's flexible. He can play in several positions. And although he's 25, interesting fact, he was born on February 
29th. Which technically, he's six. He's six. Man, he's going to play forever. And uh, and as uh, and like I say, he's um, he's kind of someone that like um, like Alan Koch has worked with before. He's 25, so he should be kind of like going for a, a, a kind of regular starting space. Mm-hmm. But as um, but he could be one that's kind of left on the sidelines. And as Mrs. Macca said, maybe we'll see more of him no. later. The house of pun. <laughs> and she apologized for her grony dad joke <laughs> that I stole. Fun to the right place. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> yeah. We, we do grony dad jokes all day. Um, and finally, um, we have Russell Ciceroni. Thank you for the FCC uh, official website for telling me how to say that. Uh, he's a forward. He's 22. So one for the future. Five foot 11. Uh, used to play for the Portland Timbers second team. Alan Koch says he's incredibly talented. His ability to score goals was evident during his college years. Uh, he had a tough introduction into the pro football scene, but he's set up for future success. So maybe this is, given his age and given his position, maybe this is a guy that we'll bring on to bolster, uh, maybe see out games or play in cup games. I don't know, but... It looks like we're investing there in a kid that's nice. Yeah, twenty-two, proven time at college, had a bit of a tough time in the ma- in the in the majors in the pro soccer scene, but maybe he's going to be a guy for the future. Maybe uh, I think Alan Koch also said um, about a few of these players. He said it'll be interesting to see how we develop them through our training during the preseason, mm-hmm. and it looks like Cincinnati this season has really got its act together with. Instead of like calling an end to the season and sending everyone on fucking holiday, yeah, yeah. they've just kept them in the town and they've said, right, you guys, you're going to be training. You're not going to get any time off. Maybe we'll give them a bit of time off in January and February, maybe over the uh, the holiday break. But um, it's like he's keeping them together while he goes off for a holiday. Yeah. <laughs> I think they're actually done now. I think they they get they they got they were supposed to train through Thanksgiving. And then I think they're off until early January. Okay. So, oh, okay. so they'll get six weeks off, which is that's that's a more normal nice. break. Yeah. And yeah. then I think they'll have a good long preseason because they'll they'll start up in, in middle of January yeah. and then go into you know I think the season starts early March. So, yeah. Yeah. so how many does that give us for our roster right now? Ooh, um, well, that was seven, and I think we I think we had I think that takes us up. Does that take us up to nineteen? Eighteen or nineteen? Yeah, yeah I can't remember. Yeah. And it's. Still two goalkeepers. Yeah, still yeah. two goalkeepers, yeah. Yeah. depending on Mitch. But it looks like we're getting. We're really. Uh, it looks like we're. If if we sign another forward, we're going to have a bit of an embarrassment mm-hmm. of riches up front. Yeah. yeah. And the midfield almost looks like it's kind of sorting itself out. Yep. Yeah. And with getting in some of these big guys, and there's. I think there's been a nice blend, like with DeCalbe in thirty three, and a few of these guys like. Um, and Paddy, this guy from Ireland who's 24, there's a nice balance, it mm-hmm. seems, of like experience and young guys. Mm-hmm. And Paddy uh, Barrett is the only guy I've actually seen any footage of. Uh-huh. And it was on his Twitter feed, and he looks like he goes in hot, man. Yeah, he looks I like saw he goes some of that. Yeah, so. yeah he, he feels like he could be a serious fan favorite. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. yeah, that could yeah. be fun. And um, if you're listening, Paddy, if, I don't know if you're sitting in your hotel room searching out podcasts, welcome to Cincinnati. <laughs> yes. And we hope you enjoy this wonderful So I will town. say, when I heard that he signed, I did tweet out to him. And I got two likes on the tweet. One was from him, oh, and nice. one was who I think might be his girlfriend. <laughs> and she is not hard to look at. I'm just saying, <laughs> so, yeah. There's that too. So, and I did mention I said come look up the old man ultras, and I so I'm sure he's listening right now. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Yeah. fantastic. Yeah. Sorry, I had to sit through 30 minutes of city council, city council talk to yeah. get your shout out, but I'm sure you did. So yeah. Yeah. He'll, he'll be writing home and going, well, "How's it going, son?" And he'll be like, "It's all bloody politics." <laughs> but uh, let's hope let's hope because he uh, what, one wonderful thing about like Ireland and where I'm from in the northwest is it's um, I've always said this it's very friendly people people are very friendly to each other which is the reason why I love the midwest so much yeah. so hopefully Paddy will feel a bit of that and uh it's 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 hard to adjust moving to another country, but um, he like I say, his piece to camera on Twitter. Yeah. He he's just standing there with his Ferris wheel in the background, saying, "Oh, I'm looking forward to coming," and he looks like a real nice lad. There you so go. wish Perfect. him all the best. Yeah, this should be fun. So, yeah. 
Two other quick little <laughs> state uh, roster things. Uh, one is uh, there. This is sort of serious. There was, I mean, not like bad, but there was. A, uh, I guess uh, Sean Acoli did not get his option picked up by New York City FC, so he will be. I think he goes through the waiver draft, so it's possible another MLS team will pick him up. But if he were to, there's a chance he could be a free agent, which that would be interesting. Yeah. If you're gonna do a, uh, you know, I I liked him a lot, yeah, and I think he yeah. he would be great to get back because I still do feel like we need one more dynamic attacker. I'm not like the yeah the Cicerone guy is interesting. Hay Bear is interesting. They all sort of feel a little bit like the guys we had and didn't keep. You know, like I'm just not quite sure. There's a real. you know, we're not probably going to bring Jimmy back. No, I like no rumor, no like final final word on that, right? I haven't no. heard. Yeah, but yeah. I, none, I, none of the other guys that didn't get picked Barry, up. Or, yeah. Barry, uh, yeah. I was actually looking at Tyler Polak just to kind of see if he'd picked up gone anywhere, and he hasn't yet. Mm-hmm. Um, it was hilarious because because if you Google him, all the pictures of him he has hair. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, but uh, he, yeah, he promoted them to the top of it. He's got his yeah. SEO on his pictures. <laughs> um, but uh, the other um, the other roster thing was somebody just tonight posted on the FCC Reddit uh, future roster moves announced, and you click the link, and it's <laughs> the headline is Whitecaps FC announced roster moves ahead of 2018 exercise seven contract options, and it also lists all the guys they didn't renew, including Greg. Um, but, so like, well. Well, that's certainly possible that it some of the people on like that we should keep that news article up because my guess is some of them will be wearing FCC colors at some point <laughs> I, gotta, I gotta say that when, when doing those notes for those those players I, I did consider that maybe Whitecaps were having a fire sale yeah. and I was thinking are they gonna go out of business I mean, yeah, yeah. they're just like they're yeah. Um, they could be doing some damage, but um, yeah, it's like, are we just buying everyone that they don't want, or is Alan just going for all his favorite friends? All right, uh, anybody got anything else? The only thing I want to say is uh, good luck to the crew on Wednesday. Yes. Oh yeah, yes. absolutely, yep. yeah, for sure. Yeah, they're nil, nil, isn't it? Nil, nil, nil which is not the worst result, you know, for home, yeah, home nil, nil. Got to go to Canada. Yeah, you know? so. Um, How was that game? What was the vibe when you were there? Uh, they were unlucky not to win. I think the crowd was a little edgy the whole time. Um, it was sold out, but I would say actually the atmosphere wasn't quite as lively as the last game. That apparently the owner intentionally closed two of the entrance gates, so there were still like at kickoff there were a couple thousand people still outside the stadium because it, it took us forty five minutes to get in. Ugh. So I really, I mean, the that whole thing is just the the more that comes out, the worse it is. Like apparently, like when the Garber and Precourt met with the city, they were like, "Well, look, you can always get in line for an expansion franchise." Um, and it's like, well, no, actually, why don't you make Precourt get in line to buy an expansion franchise if he wants to go to Austin so bad, yeah. which is clearly like not a place that even wants a team. So, yeah. anyway, I, well, one, of, one of the things that, um, at Thanksgiving, um, uh, my my wife's extended family, there was about like uh, I would say about eleven of them from Columbus, and none of them soccer fans, but they were asking me about how I was enjoying FC Cincy and. And but all of them were aware, like that. None of them are sporty. Any of the cousins, they they they, they will say like, "Oh, I'll go to a baseball game," and um, but they were all aware of Save the Crew, and they were all behind it, um, which was nice. That's because cool. you, you yeah. know, yeah. Uh, none of them have been to a crew game, even though they live there. They just don't have an interest in it whatsoever. But they see the uh, the unfairness of it and the and the stupidity of it, and so it was nice to talk to them and just they were just like oh come on this is just ridiculous and so that was heartening all right well uh we'll i'm sure record again as more news develops it was fairly eventful uh fairly eventful 10 days so we'll see what the next the next couple weeks bring um yeah that's it all right all right